is good Bruin Bible listeners it is your host Will Decker we got to get a sponsor in before we start this episode it's bet online bet online is your number one source for all your basketball info stats news and scores get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs bet online is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for your insider sports wagering needs from basketball, Major League Baseball, NHL, hockey, golf, to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home. Make sure you check out Bet Online. Get into the action today. So head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use your promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Now to the Bruin Bible. What is up and welcome to another very special edition of the Bruin Bible. Will Decker, your host. We had to bring back a fan favorite for our July 5th edition. Big commitment. Talked to him yesterday on 4th of July. Mr. Wayne Cook, your former signal caller for the Bruins. Wayne, how was your 4th of July and how's the summer been treating you with it off? as you are a history teacher now uh, for eighth graders. Is that correct? Yes. So thank you for asking, Will. And as always, it's awesome to be on with you. Um, the fourth was awesome. Um, it, it's an early night for the the cooks. We were up in Lake Arrowhead uh, and got some fireworks um, a couple days before they did theirs early and then came home, went over to some friend's house and, uh, but we have a dog that loses her mind every year on the 4th of July. So we pretty much do damage control at home. So that's, and then I got to play golf this morning and I just found out I'm playing golf tomorrow morning too. So those, some of the perks of being a teacher. Man, Wayne, how can I be you when I grow up? This is unbelievable. Um, dude, we have very big news. Uh, over the weekend, it was announced four-star running back Cameron Jones commits to UCLA and Wayne, I like this for three different big reasons. I'm going to let you give your take and where you were when you found out and what you think of the commitment first. But I'm just thrilled that this kid committed to UCLA because I think he represents, uh, you know, kind of what the move to the Big Ten will be for us moving forward with some of these recruits. What are your thoughts on Cameron Jones and the uh, the bazooka, first and foremost, the coolest recruitment pitch I've ever seen from UCLA? That is cool. Is that getting any like media backlash though? Has anybody, you know, is anybody like, you know, should we really be doing that? It's, it's awesome though. Um, let, let's put it this way. If you're a running back right now and you're paying attention to the landscape of college football, why would you not want to play in Chip Kelly's system? How could you not have noticed how the emphasis on offensive line, the emphasis on gigantic tight ends, the emphasis on uh, it seems like everybody recruit now is six six. I mean, it's like it's like it's not even six four anymore. It's six six, six seven. Um, it, it's just to me, you take a, a high school kid now, and, and I'm going to be a little bit of a player here. 
I don't lose my mind over over. I love high school recruiting, but I don't lose my mind over it because um, Demetri Felton was probably a three star. Um, Bryn Brown had to transfer in from Duke. Um, we've had players that have been players. We've had, how many of our good players have come from schools where maybe they were overlooked? Joshua Kelly, another perfect. Yeah, Joshua Kelly is a great example. He was at UC Davis. Yeah. So, so I think that like finding the right people to fit into this system, I think is as important to this coaching staff as anything. So that's why I get excited because I think that find they found that with, with the quarterback more, they, they found a young player that wasn't just a five-star guy, but they found a guy that fit the personality of the team. And so when you look at running backs, it's like even Britton Brown. I mean, Britton Brown, we don't even talk about him. And he was a six-round draft choice. You know, and, and he was really good. And if he would have stayed healthy, I think he would have been even better. So um, so that being said, um, if I'm a high big-time running back coming out of high school, because I'm not going to – I'm going to turn around and say that stars actually do matter. I'm not one of those guys that don't think that it matters. Because if you look at the best teams in the country every year, they got a whole bunch of five- and four-star guys. So – the more four-star guys we get, the more talent we get, and you start plugging those guys into – because remember, Zach Charbonnet is in that mix too, and he was a big-time recruit. Four-star. He went to Michigan, and he was a big-time recruit, and then he came back home. And probably of all those people we just mentioned, and this isn't an insult to any of them, but Zach, probably the best, right? I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, so – so, and, and that doesn't mean that those other guys weren't great. It just means that Zach might have been a, a, a little bit better. So – um, I'm fired up. I, I think what's happening right now is so funny. I, I was at an event not that long ago, Will, and I ran into an old school Bruin fan. And I mean, this guy's a diehard. I mean, he is watched from well before I played. And he, by the way, he did bring up games that we won and lost, and he, he's still mad at me for some of the losses. And I'm like, <laughs> you got to let it go, dude. It's been 30 years. But um, he, he, he was just gets so wrapped up in the recruiting thing. And I know you hear this a lot. The high school versus the transfer. And I almost I always try to argue with people that like I feel like Coach Kelly and the staff has kind of found the perfect mix of being a top 10 transfer portal team when you can bring in uh, guys that are already established in college bodies and they've been in college weight rooms and they've been in college programs and you've seen what they've done against D1 players. Because to be honest with you, one of the reasons why high school recruiting is so hard is because they go up against high school players that are only high school players. You, you know what I mean? Like, like you play against a lot of teams where you can just put up stupid numbers because you're just bigger, faster, and stronger than everybody else. And so it's, it's tricky sometimes. And sometimes, believe it or not, you miss even on the multiple star guys. But um, I think that UCLA is starting to show that it can get these four-star and five-star recruits and mix it with the transfer portal, and I, I just think it's healthy. I actually really, for all the naysayers that don't like the way he recruits high school, um, I think it's a cool mix of both. But I think the more we're starting to win, don't you agree that we're starting to get maybe a few more of those four- and five-star high school kids? So, so I, I think that might change there too. Absolutely. And, Wayne, I think this is a huge commitment for three different big reasons, in my opinion. First off – the kid reminds you just off the tape, the running style, the body type. He looks like Charbonnet out there, man. Six foot two, two twenty, big body kid. Uh, and you know that's the play style of the Big Ten, Wayne. You know when you think of the Pac twelve running backs and who we've had, 
traditionally it's been those, you know, elusive Reggie Bush, you know, different type of fast running backs. We think of the Big Ten, Wayne. It's your Ron Danes. It's your Jonathan Taylors. It's your Le'Veon Bells. Big-bodied backs that do the 30 to 40 carries a game. I know Blake Corum is currently at Michigan. He's more of an outlier. He's a tough son of a gun out there on the running ball field. But you traditionally think of those bigger-bodied backs. So him coming there, I think it's just a perfect mesh for the Big Ten style of play and how we're moving there. Uh, I like kids from winning programs because they bring winning habits, Wayne. And, I mean, you can't get much better than St. John's Bosco. Four open CIF titles – in the last four years for them. So when you bring in a kid from a winning program, he's used to winning. I mean, it, it's it's something where the habits he has, him getting up early, putting that extra work to win, we need more of those people in this program moving forward. Love having those type of guys. And the third thing I love most is he picked us over, you know, some pretty great schools, you know, some recruiting destinations, your Oregon's, your Texas A&M's, those were the other two schools he was considering with the likes of UCLA, you know, Texas A&M's SEC. You know, we know that as we lost Roderick Robinson to Georgia last year, who was our top recruit, right? Oregon, you know, you can get all the cool swag in the world going to Oregon. And, you know, they're a damn good football program too. I think Dan Lanning's doing a great job there. But Wayne, I want to pose you this question because I've done this uh, to my coach, Jamal Madney, a number of times. Is this the best pitch you know, from like a 360 degree pitch that UCLA has had in the recruiting world, whether it's, you know, hey, we're moving to the Big Ten. You're going to be in a bigger conference. Your parents are going to be able to watch you on TV every week. Coaching, you know, you're a running back. You want to go play for Deshaun Foster. I mean, arguably the best running back coach in the country, in my opinion. You know, Tim Drevno, your Chip Kelly's, just elite level position coaches, Ken Norton Jr., right? These right. type of guys facilities are you know the Wasserman Center is one of the best facilities out there when it comes to the football program um you know in terms of cool swag we're sponsored by the Jordan program it doesn't get cooler than that uh going to the pros we've put out more Pac-12 players than anybody in the last two years Wayne and then on top of that you got the LA market where you can kind of bank off that as somebody that's looking to get in the NIL game is this the strongest you've ever seen it? And I know you were around some of the heydays of UCLA football with Terry Donahue. Yeah. For, first of all, you said a lot there, and I love it. Um, I, I want to go back to something that's really interesting, and then I'll, I'll dive through all of it. Um, I, I do love what you said about winning programs because I think that is important. But I also think that, that what's cool about recruiting is sometimes you find these diamonds in the rough, and if you can get a good mix – of kids that have, you know, cause, cause I, I always joke around that a lot of kids in, in high school football, they, they, they transfer to become winners and let that, everybody let that sink in for a second. And when you talk about some of these elite schools that can bus kids in from all over Southern California, uh, last time I checked, most of those schools are winning before they got there. So does that necessarily make you a winner or does it just, you are you just jumping on the bandwagon? And so um, I, I know that's that's tricky, and we'd have to really unpack that because I think it's probably a little bit of both. I think some people come there and they learn how to work hard enough to be a winner, and they learn that they have to compete, and there's more talent around, and, and that can be very beneficial. Um, and other people, you know, it may not be quite the same thing. So I, I think that's fun, but I, I love what you said there because you do want to get – because nowadays 
let's be honest, there's certain programs that are putting some of the best players in the country because we do live in a transfer world. That's right. right? We, we don't live in a society where people just play with our high school buddies that they grew up with like I did. They, they go to where, wherever they're going to win and get the best coaching and the best chances of getting to college. And now it gives them a better chance of getting NIL money before they ever even play a down of college football. So like all of that stuff plays into it. So I, I, I just think it's fun because I think about players like Quantrez Knight that we pull from another school or, or hopefully the, the DB from Bowling Green, uh, Anderson, that's coming over. Like these well, guys yeah. didn't necessarily win a lot, but we've, we, we've proven that some of these guys can come into a program from some of these other programs where they maybe weren't winning and still excel. So again, this goes back to the formula uh, of there's just, there's just so much here. Um, I got distracted there because I wanted to go back to that question. So I kind of forget where you were at the, uh, the, the yeah. second part. Yeah. Is this the strongest pitch oh, yeah. like across the board? And I know it was a lot. I sped at you, but we've got no, so no, much. No. Cause, cause the, the way my brain works. Will I always want to, I want you say so many good things. I just want to, I want to talk. So I love what you, okay. So I've done UCLA football since like 2001. Somewhere around there is when I started kind of doing the, the post. I think I was doing the post game show, not much more. Um, so I've been around a lot. We were living in the past. So when I was playing, the 80s were such a heyday for Terry Donahue. And we had three, four, bowl, three Rose Bowls in four years. We were putting out NFL people left and right, top 10 teams, you know, even creeped into the top, you know, five a few times. Um, Winning bowl games, I think Donnie, he won like almost all of them. He played for a while. He won a ton of them. So all of that was good. And we had top 10 recruiting classes like all the time, like all the time. So it, it was a pretty good era back then. Like when I was being recruited, Troy Aikman was a quarterback and, I, it, and it was a good time. So, but it, it did not stay that way. But we always found a way to land a, UCLA would always find a way to land a five-star kid that just grew up in Los Angeles and always wanted to play for the Bruins and, we would always, but we never really had the team. But in my opinion, and I think we did this a little bit in basketball too, and I'm sorry to all the people at UCLA that don't like this, but you, you can't do things the way we did it when John Wooden was coaching. It doesn't mean that some of his coaching philosophies aren't still amazing, but you, you can't just say, hey, we're UCLA, come to our school and our locker room. I know it's not as nice as Oregon's. And it's, it's just things kind of changed. And so you have to evolve and you have to grow. When you go to, and you and I have both been at UCLA practices together, and you look at that facilities. By the way, all of you that talk about the 80-yard field, you need to just go away. I mean, that's like stupid. They've got more than enough room to have great practices. It has absolutely nothing to do with whether UCLA wins games or not. We have Weak an awesome facility. Weak argument. Over 100-yard plays. Like, just, it's just like seriously. Like, the longest play in UCLA history pass play is 95 yards. You know, I know that because – it was my pass. Um, anyway, so like it's 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 silly. They have great practice facilities. They have great the locker room's amazing. The equipment is amazing. You mentioned Nike, and um, I do think that mattered. I love the pictures of the kids in front of the shoes. Yeah, I mean, don't those look? I mean, I think those look so cool. And so, and then you throw into the fact that let's just go walk around campus, and the sun's out all the time, and it's just. It's just, it's gorgeous. It's like, we don't have, like, it's not, you know, stupid humidity, like it might be in the South. And then you throw into the mix. We're going to go to the big 10. There's going to be more money. So things are going to get better. Okay. 
you're going to be exposed to bigger audiences and whether we like it or not. And I love UCLA fans because they'll, they'll, that show up for the big games. I just wish I'd love UCLA fans that would show up for the others. But I truly believe that the attendance at the Rose Bowl is going to be so much better, Will, because when Iowa or Penn State or we have so many people or Ohio State, I run into fans from Michigan and Ohio State and Southern California all the time. Yeah. And you don't think that they're going to be like, I get to watch a game at the Rose Bowl when it's not two degrees outside when they travel to us. And then, to be honest with you, people have asked me all the time about next year. And, and I don't want to get too carried away because I don't want Chip Kelly to find me and tell me to stop talking about next year because we, we should talk about this year. But to go to Hawaii, kind of fun. I know we didn't get to go last time because it got canceled. Then we go to LSU, right? We get to play in places like Iowa. We get to go to, is it Michigan? We get to go to like, and I'm just like, I'm pumped. Like, and I guarantee you that the students – are looking at those games and they're not sitting back on, oh man, this sucks. We gotta travel. We gotta go to L- we gotta go to LSU. We gotta go to Michigan. They're going, oh my God, I get to play where it's gonna be a primetime game and it's gonna be hundred thousand people on the stage. I mean, if, if any player doesn't get pumped for that, it's only the fans that are like, oh, you gotta go on the road, you gotta travel. It's like players are fired up to play in those places because they've dreamed about it their whole life. And so I, I, all of that you said about where UCLA was at, they jumped into the, into the modern times. They built the facilities. They've got the shoe company that I think is the most attractive. They're winning. And, again, I'm going to say that's number one on the list. Got to be. Got to be. And, and they're not winning enough. Let's be honest. They're, they're winning, though. I just got an argument with someone the other day on, on, on Pac-12 Network because, you know, everybody's already just assuming UCLA is sixth or worse. Like, you do remember we beat Utah and Washington back-to-back seasons. Oh, yeah, but you lost DTR. Like, but we gained this receiver and this receiver and these two running backs, and we still have really good quarterbacks. I go, you guys are being lazy. It is. Attention. And then they'll throw a, hey, Cookie, you're being a homer. I go, yeah, so what? I go, but I've been pretty close to being right a lot lately because UCLA has gotten better almost every single year since Chip Kelly took over, and now we're in elite offense. And now I have a feeling, Will, I have defense. a feeling that defense is coming around. The front yeah. seven is going to be nasty. That yeah. linebacking core is so deep. And I and, and if the secondary can just figure it out, I think they might with this new staff, we're going to be dangerous. So all of that in play, don't you think all of that helps recruiting? Bruin Bible listeners, we've got a special sponsor uh, for today's episode. It is AG1. AG1 has been something that I've really enjoyed using in my spare time. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole-source food nutrients in one scoop that you can use into your water. You stir it up. I use it before my workouts, before I start my day, and it has totally given me the energy I need to do the little things in life, like going to work, getting extra, you know, an extra boost, a second wind, if you will, for a workout. Before I play pickleball with my friends, just it puts you in a good spirit of mind, and you know you're doing the healthiest possible thing by putting AG1 in your body. Make sure to check us out and get a special deal with the Bruin Bible. It's www.drinkag1.com slash Bruin Bible to get the special deal that we provide. Once again, www.drinkag1.com slash Bruin Bible to get that special deal. Now, back to the Bruin Bible. 
A thousand percent, Wayne. I want to say something too. It's like a lot of the, this fan base has really gotten accustomed to the stars and the stars of recruits. And I'm not saying that doesn't matter, but you know, whose opinions I trust when it comes to the running back position, Deshaun Foster's, you know what I mean? You know, whose opinion I trust when talking about a linebacker, Ken Norton Jr. And I know this because I've got, you know, two linebackers, uh, Isaiah Patterson, and Tabarachi, you know, three-star guys. Yeah. Listen, it's fine and dandy. They're three-star guys. That's a very fine prospect. Eric Kendricks was three stars. Exactly. You know whose opinion I trust on the offensive line? Tim Drevno. It doesn't matter. I mean, like, John Gaines and Moffey were two-star prospects apiece. They were both drafted this past year in the NFL, Wayne. So, for me, it's all about the development of those. And, yes, the stars matter. But you know who they're being developed by? It your Bama's, your Clemson's, your Georgia's. It's the top developmental coaches. You know, you're, coach you're, so so it's funny. I was thinking about Jayon Brown and watching him on special teams. Legendary. And I'm yeah. like, that guy ended up being elite and and has been a very good NFL player. But like, yeah, you're JJ Stokes, my receiver, was supposed to be a tight end. People recruited him as a tight end. Like, you know this. We, 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 one of the things I love about the staff, and, and I think you pointed it out, like, because you just mentioned a lot of guys that when you recruit instincts, work ethic, personality, size, because I, I, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure Chip Kelly has size as like one of his number one recruiting priorities. We're going to be big and we're going to be fast. And it's like, we have big dudes, even yeah. uh, Sturdivant and receiver. You see him at practice, you're like, he's freaking big. Like in the Bobo last year, big tight end, big lineman, six, six, big, like 300 and some pounds. But you can take a player like that and a good coach that can see talent will be like, we're going to take this kid and we're going to make him into like you mentioned Mafi, who was a defensive guy. And then you mentioned Gaines and these guys didn't have the stars next to their name, but we know James and uh, Gaines and Mafi are, off-the-charts character guys, right? Off-the-charts character guys work their butts off, and now they're going to be guys that, that that have a good chance of being NFL starters, or at least in the 2D. They really do. I believe that. Because as you pointed out, these coaches are developing talent, and that's one of the things that you mentioned earlier on this podcast. You mentioned that UCLA has been putting more players into the NFL. Uh, I always bring up games like LSU, and I know people want to say, oh, well, that didn't count because I, I go – so LSU won a national championship with Joe Burrow, and we get them a year or two later, right? A couple years later, right? You don't think they recruited a bunch of five-star athletes in that time period? I know. And they got ran out of the Rose Bowl. Ran out of the Rose Bowl. Not even close. I mean, that's, yeah. the thing. So that's the thing. We got guys. We just got to find a way, Will, to win the, the Oregon and the SC, the games you win them by three and ten. We got to find a way to beat Utah on the road. We got there's, – there's these, these hurdles – that we're right there now. We're going to play in November for a freaking championship, and I feel it again this year. And I don't care if people want to put Oregon State in front of us. We'll, we'll see. I don't care if people want to put all these teams in front of us and act like they're way better because we're right there. We just have to find it. Like, do we have those couple of players that are going to be the type of guys that are going to be like, hey, we're not, we're not freaking losing this game. And sometimes that's what it takes to win a championship. You have to have those guys that just don't allow you to lose. And Wayne, to pile on top of that, I know some of the portion of the fans listening are going to say, 
you guys are crazy. Stars matter. Oh, you want to hear that stars are now interested in coming to UCLA? Yeah. Wayne, we have a silent commitment yeah. already in the full. We do not know who it is. And among the three people that are deciding in the near future, whether it's Quasi Gilmer, a six foot one, 175 pound speedster from Sierra Canyon, really reminds me of Jeremiah McClure on yeah. film. Just a fast, yeah. you know, demon out on the yeah. outside. He's going to be a nice player. We got a David Washington wide receiver uh, who's actually deciding this week, July 10th, you know, so set your calendars for that. And we got Williams, the linebacker from Long Beach Poly, four-star stud. Dylan Williams is his name. We are amongst the top five with USC, Oregon, some of these guys. All four-star guys seriously considering going to UCLA. So, like you said, the recruiting is catching up with that Dante Moore commitment, which really kind of set the program and the precedent of how they can recruit moving forward with the transfer portal moving forward. It's just exciting times, man. And, you know, Wayne, it's it's a great time to be a Bruin. So, Will, um, I, I love all that. And I think it's important to note, too, that even if – because we don't go after everybody. I always think people like – when you know, I don't know if you notice this, but there are certain teams that are on every five-stars list. Like, And, and sometimes SC is one of those schools. We can't recruit everybody that SC can recruit. And it's not because they're better. It's because we just can't get in all those kids. People don't want to hear that, but it's true. So there's 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 certain kids. It's it's kind of like I read something the other day about someone talking about UCLA has a chance to be kind of what Stanford was during their run and kind of do it the Stanford way. And I looked at it for a second and I was like, and then I went, yeah, yeah, I like that because Stanford was freaking crushing people. Um, I think I told you this before, but the last time we talked, I hung out with David Shaw at, at practice the other day because David and and Chip are, are let's just put it this way, they have a ton of respect for each other. They're both very smart guys. and um, I love the way that I, I wouldn't be mad at all. But I think that if you could do a little bit of the Stanford way, because you are recruiting students, okay, you're recruiting students, you throw a little bit of the, the Oregon way of the way that, cause you just mentioned some of these recruits where you get the elite athletes with like, listen, Chip Kelly with, with the Casimir Allens and this year, Keegan Jones, and even Demetri Felton with his, his speed and his moves. And then Not you add that in with the power and the size. I just love this idea of like, you can, you can kind of do both. You, you can bring in that size and power that Stanford was so good at and still be able to do it. I don't even want to say Oregon anymore because Chip's doing it at UCLA now. When you're a top 10 offense in the entire country, you're, you're doing something right. It's like really, really good. And, and I even think the skill is even better right now. So I, I just, I really, really love that. So like you said, it's an exciting time. Like I always put the question mark and, and I'm going to say this and I'm not trying to be, the defense has to play better. You just, you just, it got better and, it, and it's been kind of getting better, but it's still, I'm, I'm looking at that top 50 overall oh defense with an elite yeah. offense. And now you're talking about that's kind of a way to win championships, you know, when you can when you can actually, you know, get some of those important stops. Because when you're so good on offense, a couple of more possessions just leads to points. So so I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited because I think UCLA has a program now. And and so like you said, all these kids being recruited, and I was gonna make this point earlier, it's good to see UCLA's name on the list. You may not get them all. Because let's be honest, and we don't want to talk about this, and, and, and or maybe we do. NIL matters. 
And sometimes, you know, there are schools that can throw as much as they want at whoever they want. And I don't think UCLA is that school. And I don't know if UCLA wants to be that school. So we have to get a kid that'll take some, maybe less than another school, but say, you know what, though, but what I'm going to get out of UCLA is is better. So you, you have to have a sales pitch, I guess, because I, I don't think – I don't. there's a lot of schools out there that can't compete financially, which is why hopefully there will be some changes down the road um, with just giving all these kids – if you're going to give 15 kids a whole bunch of money, I mean, how is that a successful business model if, if only five of those kids end up being actually good? Yeah, I know. And especially if you're pissing off everybody else on your team because everybody that's blocking for that millionaire behind them isn't getting – and get jack squat. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this evolves, but I think UCLA has to do it. Um, you know what, though? UCLA has a ton of advantages other people don't have, too. So it, it all works out. I mean, UCLA is an amazing place. We live in this weather, man. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. And I think you brought up a great point to kind of capitalize on the episode. It's books before ball. That is the Chip Kelly slogan. It takes a special type of student to want to come to UCLA because the grind academically, it's serious. Like you're not going to get these online classes that are going to be easy. And, you know, the tutors are going to help you out with your homework. This is like serious, you know, schooling. So it takes a special type of person to come to UCLA. And we welcome the challenge that comes our way. Wayne, first and foremost, it's always great to have you on, buddy. Great to see you. I'm glad to hear you're enjoying your summer. Any parting thoughts? For our Bruin fans, before we leave, just holy cow! I, you know, let's let's stay locked in on this year. I I, I think the um, I think Will, this is um, this is kind of bumming me out. I know you've been following, even though we're moving to the Big Ten, and I, I'm hopeful for an amazing future, and I, and I think it's going to be the Pac-12 is in a scary spot right now. Yeah, and it 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 bothers me because I, I still love the conference, and I think that the people around the country don't really appreciate that we have we have really good football and 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 um in the Pac-12. And this season has a chance to be one of the best in memory. Oh. We have so many players come back. And I think for everybody else around the country that doesn't want to hear this, people are transferring to Pac-12 schools, not because Pac-12 schools suck, because it's good football. And real football people know that it's good football. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's just to me, it's just, when you talk about quarterback play, you have to talk about the Pac-12. Oh my we've, God! We've, it's it's just it's it's just wearing me out because I'm already going to tell you what's going to happen. Utah's not going to run the table, even though Utah is really good. They're just not. You know what? Washington's going to be really good. They're not going to run the table. You know who's going to be really good? Oregon's going to be really good. They're not going to run the table. SC's going to be really good. You know what? They're not going to run the table. UCLA is going to be really good. They're not going to run the table. And I, I again, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just like people don't realize this is called a real football conference. When you're six, seven, eight teams deep, because you know Washington State's not going to suck, Arizona's not going to suck. Arizona State has got a new coach, that I think is going to be much better. They get the Notre they're, Dame quarterback though. They're not going to suck, not. exactly. Yeah, like so. you can't just come. I mean, all these people think that that their conference is great. I'm like, yeah. If you take out Michigan, Ohio State, if you take out Alabama, Georgia, and LSU, if you take out your top two or three in those big conferences. Send anybody else in our conference and let them let them play a nine game schedule. And good luck, good luck, because you're not going to run the table either. And it's the arrogance just bothers me. So I, I know we're moving on. 
Um, to, by the way, UCLA is going to be slotted in the Big Ten. I don't know if you saw this. I, I, I'm dragging on here, but the, I, I saw this post the other day about, like, there's a couple of them about recruiting like, historical uh, rankings. UCLA yeah. already would be in the top six of, of the Big Ten. So it's not like they're going to move straight to the bottom. They're going to move right behind. And in recruiting, if they land some of the, the people we're talking about, they're going to be right behind Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Like the, be, the top three teams, I saw that one. That was yeah. incredible. But there was another one about like all time, like one, one loss records, AP records. I forget what it was, but UCLA is like right there, and that's with a couple of kind of rotten decades, a with couple, a few good yeah. seasons in there. I mean, it's like it was it was better than that before. Now we're starting to climb back into being better. So I'm pumped about the Pac-12 this year. I'm excited about the future. There's going to be a ton of changes probably between now and then. To be honest with you. Uh, but man, I just you, enjoyed this one. Don't get too caught up in thinking about what's down the road because this one has a chance. Even without DTR, it has a chance. This team has a chance to be the best one chips had yet. I really, truly believe that. I believe that in my heart fully as well. Are you going to Pac 12 Media Day, Wayne? We will be out there in Las Vegas. So I already feel bad about it, but I I, I want to send the message to UCLA if they're if they're going to pay for my for my room. That's a that's a trip. I want to I want I might we'll we'll see what happens. It's it's I may be watching it on TV. I may be there, but if you go, have a great time. Oh man, we'll be there, Wayne. I can always get a double bunk room if you need to crash somewhere. Let me know. <laughs> We'd love to have you out. Uh, but Wayne, just always great to see you, my man. And uh, let's keep doing these if you're up for them. I uh, love doing the Bruin Bible with you, man. And I'm, I'm going to end it with our guy Jerry Neuheisel's quote. It's a great day to be alive and be a Bruin. Absolutely. Bruin Absolutely. Bible, we are officially out. You guys enjoy your July 5th evening.